Agent Rowan, you're able to count five light and dark cycles, with small amounts of food coming daily before that now familiar knock raps at your door. Be right there. I've been wearing the watch, though I don't trust what it says anymore, not since discovering what the G-Man was up to. But it does help sell the idea that I'm still wrapped up in his little web. I ditch the watch in my usual hiding place and slip my makeshift knife into the pocket of my jumpsuit. The generic-looking guard walks you down the hall. The steps have almost become rote. You still smell fresh coffee beyond, but see the comfortable waiting room chair gone, and in its place, the cold frame of the hard-backed metal chair. The G-Man motions for you to sit with a slight smile on his face. His attempt to punish me for not doing what he wants is so transparent it almost makes me laugh. Somehow, I manage to maintain a straight face as I sit down in the uncomfortable chair and wrap my hands around the mug of coffee. Good morning. Good morning, Special Agent. Thank you so very much for the information concerning the enumeration of Kairaman. It will be most useful for us moving forward. Our friends in Vallejo will be quite busy soon. Now, would you mind continuing telling us about the operation in Bonner's Ferry, Idaho? Thank God for the many years of training in keeping my expression neutral. I don't know that I'd be able to keep a straight face at his veiled threat otherwise. I arch an eyebrow, ruthlessly pushing down my fear. If they are going to go after my team, they are going to do that regardless. I have to stay focused. You must have quite a large operation to have friends in Little Vallejo. We have teams worldwide ready whenever we call upon them. Sounds oddly familiar, wouldn't you say? Enough about them! Tell me more about what you found hidden away in Idaho. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they had trekked from sunny California to ice-cold Bonner's Ferry, Idaho. Bonner's Ferry is currently experiencing a polar vortex, and the green box keeper is no longer there, or at least keeping eyes on what's going on with the green box. The green box has been compromised. Last week, they cleared out the green box and transferred all of the information to their new temporary home, which happens to be Skip Mills' office trailer, also where they're going to be residing. The list of hands and a rotoprint item were the last two things that they were looking at within the green box, and Agent Rowan had seen her hand and her name listed in that giant tome of hands. And went just chalk white staring down at it. Rooster, you've got the rotoprint in your hand, but you made notice of the... Everyone kind of made notice of the gasp that came from Rowan's direction. Glasses. Something you want to share? I look down at it, look up at him. Let me check something, and I'll flip a couple of other pages, because my instinct is that if the others have their uh, hands on here as well, that'll be close to mine. I'm going to go over and look over her shoulder. They are. You do see your name listed, River, and they're actually listed underneath your code names, in quotes. And it says your hand measurement. Caucasian male, glove size large. 22 centimeters, well-kept nails, 
Wedding band, tan line, broken thumb, repaired, no metal inserted still. Do I remember breaking a thumb? When you were a little kid, they actually put in a, uh, a screw or two, but they removed the screws when you were a, a young teenager. What is this document? I have no idea, but our hands are listed in here. Are there any dates on it? There are dates, but not dates as to when they were written or produced. There are dates of different activities. Like one said that there was a carving accident on on one fellow's hand in the fall semester of 1994. Another one says, uh, used to staunch a puncture wound, abdomen, mortally wounded, 1976, June 6. What's the code name on that one? There is none. It's actually uh, quotation marks dot dot dot. At this point, Rory is, comes back in. He had gone to take all the lunch stuff back to the wherever we got the lunch meal from. And he'll come in and see everyone kind of staring at the pile of papers and everything all right? Cappy, anything weird with your hands? I mean, they're cold, but nothing. Did you ever break a finger? Anything like that? No. Ever shove it in your abdomen to staunch bleeding like that guy? I'll see if, if I can find the listing of his. Uh, you do find Rory's. It does say quotation marks, Agent Rory, and it goes through the information, but one thing that it does notice, it says, no fingerprint on left index finger. Is that something that would be familiar to me? Yeah, you burnt it off as a little kid. It's been gone for some time. Yeah, that tracks. What, this was in the green box? Yeah. Remind me what we're looking at here. Is it like just loose papers? It's a dot matrix thing, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Do you mind if I take a closer look at those? Take them. It's... 40 inches thick. Shove the tote over toward him. <laughs> Do I even want to know what it says about my hand? I'll pull, I'll find roosters and, I mean, it's, I've got it here if you want to look at it. How many bones have you broken in your hands? No comments. Hmm. And then Rory pulls up the next page that, that's a continuation of Rooster's hand history. Oh yeah, you've had a lot of fun, haven't you? Yeah, um, note to self, don't block bullets with your fingers. Also... Don't try to land a skateboard while drunk. Also, don't, uh, should I keep going? Nope, nope. I feel like this is a, a list that is that is being recounted in the document that Rory's got over there. Ooh, do they have the thing with the Razor scooter? I'll flip through the back of the second page. Yep, says something about a scooter right here. Uh, I'm going to flip through and see, just kind of see if I can get a sense of, of, like, any patterns that I can see. So I guess, I don't know if you want me to roll for... Would that be bureaucracy, medicine? What kind of pattern? Tell me what you're looking for, and then I'm looking to see if it's all if it's all like Delta Green people, like if it's all like agents in the field, or if there's anyone like casual people, like if there's any kind of pattern to what type of people are in this report. No, there's no definitive amount. Though you do believe that they might be Delta Green agents, but it, you don't see a pattern beyond that. The one that that strikes you the most is the very last one. It does not have a name associated with it, and it actually has a post date. It actually says August 13th, 2024, flames, mortally wounded. All right, this last one, um, it's dated in 2024, so I don't know what this is from, but... Does it have a name on it? I don't know. I don't understand. No name on this one. There was our code names. Were there any other names besides ours? Um, yes, you've seen there's Lion, L-Y-O-N, there's Lamb, L-A-M-B, there is Cork, quite a few different names. Are there any marshes in there? Was Quinn in there? There are two marshes. They're both actually just listed marsh. 
Do they mention webbing? Yes. One says uh, extended fingers, Caucasian, New England, hybrid, male, glove size, triple extra large, 36 centimeters, pointed nails, wedding band, left ring finger, death through cardiac arrest, 2021. I didn't do it. This is what happened in your last mission, I'm assuming. Yes, then that was, I mean, it was six months ago, but that means someone's been keeping this updated scrupulously. Well, apparently very scrupulously if they have records going into the future. You notice that the one that says Flames has a name on it. Ortega. Um, I'm sorry, the one that... It did not have a name previous. And now that I'm looking at it again and now it says Ortega? Yes. Okay, you guys aren't going to believe me. This, you know, I said that last one from 2024 didn't have a name. Uh, now it does. And I'll pass it over to uh, Rowan. I'll look at it. Ortega. Does it say Lauren Ortega? It does not have a first name. It just has quotes. Ortega. Wait, what? Hispanic female. Glove size medium. 18 centimeters. Does it say the tip of her right pinky was broken? Further along, I'll it does. Look. Yes. Fuck! And I stand up really fast. What the f... Sh- is, is... Brewster? Yeah. Calm, just take a minute, just breathe. Yeah. No, I know her. She's a friend of mine. We all know her. She's a, a friendly. We met her in Arizona. I see. Fuck, what the... Can I... Do I tell her to... <sighs> Fuck. What do you tell her? You're going to die three years in the future? Why do you think I stopped talking? What... Is... Are there any whites in there? There's quite a few, actually, in the first couple pages, but does not list anything about their end or their final times. What about a Rodriguez, female? I'll flip through. You don't see one at the moment. Nothing right now, but, I mean, it seems to be updating in real time somehow, which is, I don't understand. (sighs) This is, this is insane. Rory, you come back to yours. Yours now reads, redacted. Instead of Rory? It has your full name. Okay. Well, now it doesn't just have my code name; it has my real name. I'm gonna look at everyone else's files to see if it lists their names. Not at the moment. Okay. I would like everybody to make a sanity roll. Yeah. Whoa! Hold on. All right. Success from Agent Rowan. Uh, success for me. Success from Rory and a success from Rooster. My dice say yes, but I don't think I should. And River? I'm okay. Alright, well, Rooster doesn't mean that you are not shooken, but you are not, uh, something's not right, but you're you're able to uh, kind of hold on to things. Right. I don't think that we have the time to investigate this at the moment. Well, especially as it's updating while we're sitting here. Huh, <laughs> that feels very quantum. The, the observing changes what's being observed. Okay, I don't know what the fuck you just said, but burn it. No. Yeah, we can't do that. If it's updating in real time, that means there's something weird about it, and I don't want to take the risk of hurting any of the people who are in there, not least because I'm one of them. (sighs) I'm going to flip there and see if I can find uh, Andrew. You see Dr. Wen. Are you sure that you want to read the next page? I I stop reading. Don't look at it. Just don't. I think at this point I kind of close everything and set it down and go uh, sit down. 
we don't have the time to research this right now. We get it back to our green box and we investigate it when we're not in negative 70 temperatures dealing with something that dug its way out of a, a box. Okay, fine. What other lovely things do we have to go through now? We need to finish inventorying what's in this box. Rooster, do you want all of us to help with that? I'm concerned even more now about Mr. Mills. No, I think we should buddy up. So did you want to review the, or look over the printer plate that you had, or just put that aside? Or did you want to look at something else? Because that, that, you've got a few boxes and a few items here. I want to do it enough to be able to take notes of what it is and be able to classify, is this dangerous? Don't touch it as much as I possibly can without doing deeply investigative type things. Okay, probably being deeply investigative type things is what's going to be needed, but you can have a, a shallow version of that without spending days on end looking into it. Okay. So sure, what is this metal contraptahickey? Does anybody have art as a skill? I nope. don't even need to look. No, no. I glance just to be sure, but no. Mm -hmm. It's worth asking. After a few moments of kind of messing with it, you start to spin it and you notice that there's a little bit of an eyepiece that you can look in and it looks like there is a moving comic within almost like a kaleidoscope or calliope or a, a spinning print thing that allows for, uh, you know, moving pictures. I want to stop moving it, look in it long enough to see whether there's pictures of naked ladies. And if it's not, then I'm putting it away. It's not, but it is, it does look as though that the artwork is, uh, you've seen some of this artwork in political paintings or political cartoons about World War One and World War Two. It's in that style. I know that you know what they look like because they're part of some of the handouts that you would have gotten in the Marines as former propaganda stuff. That's enough. I don't want to look while I'm turning the thing because I don't trust it. And I will put it down and let's look at some other things. And by look, I mean glance. Light on fire. And by glance, I mean light on fire. No. Rooster is trusting this kind of stuff less and less. Especially now that he's discovered that two of our members have things like this. Can I just do a quick look through and look for anything that looks chemical or biological? Yes. So you find a tote that's filled with cellophane packets that have been vacuum sealed. Kind of like, you know, how you vacuum seal frozen foods or, you know, sometimes your blankets that you might stuff underneath your bed. But there are these weird fleshy lumps. They're all about the size of a fist and they're dead and some are grayish, some are pink, some are green. And they're about eight by 11 in width with a small thing in the middle of the vacuum sealed package and you could push them. They are squishy with some hard points in them. I'm going to look at it and Rory, do you, can you make any sense of this? All right. As you both are looking at this, since Rory kind of comes over and goes, uh, I'm going to want a forensic roll from River and a uh, medicine roll for Rory. All right. Go, Sherlock, go. <clears throat> Not this time. Uh, 43 success. Yeah, 79. I get to check forensics. Rory, you're looking at these and you see that they look like they are pieces of flesh that are tumorous. 
some of the items are muscle strands that have partial circulatory systems through them but in the middle of the circulatory system you notice that there are bicuspids and incisors and another one actually has what looks to be a liver with patches of hair coming off but each of them seems to have a solid bone structure within no joints just a solid bone structure yeah, this is something, I don't know what this is, I thought it might be like tumor samples at first, but these have like bone, like not a bone, like how we would think of a bone if it was like a human sample, but there's bone in here as well as some of it has vascular tissue, some of it has, I don't know what this is. Give me a occult roll. Can I do that too? Uh, five. Sure. Which is out of 23. Excellent. Go ahead, wherever you can as well. 33 out of 35. Oof. I don't know if this is a roll you wanted to do that well on. (laughs) Rory, as you're picking it up and you're palpating the samples, you recognize that the bones are in the shape of Greek letters. Okay. River, you notice that as well, but then you also notice some of them are also in Hebrew and maybe another dead language. It's like shaped like letters, Greek characters. I don't know what to think about this. You find another one that has, that is a, a hand. It's a small hand. You can. It looks like it's a woman's hand. The nails are painted, though that doesn't necessarily denote male or female. But you can make the assumption based off of the size and the bone structure. There are no bones in the fingertips, in the phalanges, just in the palm area of the hand, and it's a sigma. The lettering. Yes. Uh, hey, Cappy. And I'm just going to sort of wave a ketchup bottle of Purell towards him. It's sealed. It's clear, but it's not... um, Rooster, we're not burning anything that's here right now. Okay, look, if I promise... Not in the trailer. Okay, I promise not to burn anything until or unless you give the okay. I do think we should split up because I can categorize this stuff. We buddy up and someone go check on Skippy. Yeah, that sounds good. I think this whatever's in these bags is going to take a lot of time to figure out anyway. It seems like there's letters in each of these samples, so it could be a code of some sort. It could be anything, but it's kind of to figure all that out would take a lot more time than I feel like we have. So I'd like to go check on Skippy. Maybe some of this is related to other stuff in here. That's why I think two of us stay here, catalog it, figure out what we can figure out. Especially if there's anything to do with what was in that little box that got loose. I'm going to look over that ammo case with the tiny scratches on the inside. Go, yeah, that's why I'm going to stick around and figure that out. It would be nice if there's an inventory somewhere. I mean, you keep an inventory of our stuff, don't you? Yeah, right here. And I tap my forehead. If something happens to you, then we have to go in and we're completely lost. And if somebody happens to all of us, the next team is SOL. Right, but that's on purpose for security, because I don't want someone getting in there without us and finding a list of all the weird shit and knowing exactly what it is. Well, I mean, we don't know exactly what any of that is. But that said, you said something about keepers of other green boxes. Have you... We we may want to try and... All I knew was I got the email before we came here and it said GB224 gone quiet and something about Packers Unite. Again, I thought it was football, but obviously it's not, so... Well, GB224 is this green box. 
Right, yeah. right. I met, but I mean, I saw Packers and GB, so maybe it was cover, but I didn't know anything before that email, and you know what I do now. If we are going to split up, Rowan, I think you should drive us over, me and you, over to check on Mr. Mills in case there is something wrong with him. I think that's the, I think that's a good idea. I'm, yes, I agree. So you two stay here and catalog this stuff. We'll be back and I'll pull my sleeve back, look at my watch. Back in about an hour, hour and a half at the outside. Are you going to try to check on that chemical spill or whatever? No, not without you there. Okay. I do not know enough about chemistry or chemicals to try and guess about that, but I want to know about Mr. Mills. Yeah, I think just to his house and back, if he's not there, we'll go from there. Exactly. What time is it right now? Early afternoon. Yeah, because we just had lunch. So we'll see you by 1400. All right, at the latest. And I'll start going through the process of putting on the many layers that are required to be outside. And don't worry, until you get back, we won't burn anything and we won't kill each other. Oh. It's River and me. What did you expect except for a dark joke like that? Stars and stones. Okay. Yes, please don't kill each other. Please don't burn anything. I don't know what any of this is or what it does, but I it, it's being kept for a reason. Like I said, not until you get back. And maybe see if you can send an email back to that email that you got. Uh, see, see if, you know, try to code it. Try to say, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know many codes, but see if you can find out if anyone has an inventory for this box or anything useful about it, but let people know that it is being handled. All right. I can do that. Thank you. And I'll grab the key for the ATV that does not have the trailer on it because I don't want to have to deal with that. And Rory gets bundled up and heads out as well? Yes. I'll follow suit with uh, Rowan. It's cold outside. and You guys head on your merry way. Now, while you guys are out, River and Rooster, you guys are in the trailer office, and you've got a bunch of items that are here that are noteworthy. One of them is a old 70s-style faux green leather suitcase with something that kind of rattles along inside that's big, like a bowling ball. A archival file that's kind of like an accordion file. A large nine-sided decorative box that has uh, hardwood and looks like it's got a couple clasps here and there, almost like a puzzle box. A violin case, a wrapping of yellow legal pads that are in a paper IGA grocery bag that has been wet, and also a rucksack that says McKinley or Bust. And then finally, another tote that inside, it looks like it has dozens of family portraits. Some in very cheap frames, some in expensive frames. What would you like to check out first? I want to look at the violin case, because I'm hoping there's a Tommy gun in it. You open it up, and surprise, surprise, it's a violin with a bow. There is no Tommy gun inside. Does it look like a normal violin, or the meta in me is wondering, is it look like it's bone? No, it's not bone. It looks like a, it looks like a wooden violin. The color on the body of the violin is a stained darker wood than what you've normally seen. But I'm not sure the Rooster's a violin aficionado. He thought about playing trumpet and then realized that he didn't need to be in the band to hook up with cheerleaders. No, no, band would be hooking up with the flag team, not the cheerleaders. At my school, they were the same thing. Hey, Sherlock, it, it's a cello. What do we do with this? Can you play? I can play lots of things, not this. You gonna fiddle with it at all? 
Are we going to fiddle with it? <laughs> it's probably the one that that guy got down in Georgia, so probably leave it alone. Wasn't that made out of gold? River shreds. What? I didn't take music. I, what? I didn't play an instrument. I know music. Don't look at me like that. Okay, we got a violin. I'll put it away. I want to look at the legal pads. Wait, wait a second. Give me one sec. I'm going to take it out and pretend it's a guitar and try and go... Bring. It makes no noise. None. Like, not even... Bring. It just... Nothing. Rowan, make a drive roll. <laughs> Alright. Uh... Drive. I got a 26 out of 50. Excellent. There is a loud boom of thunder, but it sounds strange. It doesn't necessarily sound like natural thunder. And you're nearly thrown from the quad as the quad itself gets pushed over on part of the road. And even the, the walls and the windows of the buildings nearby kind of shake a little bit. And ahead of you, you actually see a sound wave go and then dissipate. We found Thor's ukulele. I just, just, like, hang on to the bars and just, like, ride it out. Like, I I imagine Rory's holding on to me. I know, I try not to bump you too much. What the heck was that? I have no idea. And I look up, look around, look at the clouds. Oh, I'll bet they touch something. Figures. (sighs) You're coming up on Skip Mill's home, and... The house itself is not a large home. It's a wood-built home with some strange pressed material on the outside, like a fake tile or fake brick, if you will. And the windows themselves are papered over. And you hear jazz playing through from the inside of the house. The lights are on. Looks like someone's home. I hope so. Guess we'll find out. And park the ATV, turn it off, stick the key in my pocket, one of the many, many pockets that I have in this snowsuit contraption, and make my way up to the door and knock a couple times. As you get to the door, you feel the heat from inside. The heat is just blazing inside. And you knock, and the door opens on its own. The smell of organic decay and funk assaults your senses. Every part of the house has been wallpapered over with some form of pornography. Well, that's... Huh. I guess that tracks with what we found earlier. There is a TV that's playing directly to your left. This is a smaller home. Directly to your left is where the television is. There is no sound coming off of the TV, but you do see that there are uh, uh, films of a decadent nature being played. On top, there is a like a stereo system that has jazz being played. Okay. I'll nudge the door open with my gloved fingertips because I haven't taken my outside gloves off yet. And I'm going to pull some masks out of my backpack that I instinctively brought with me on this trip <laughs> and hand one to Rowan. Yeah, I, I was going to say, hey, Doc, remember Star Baby? Trying not to. Yep, fair enough. Appreciate it, and I'll take the mask. And then, like, put it over my nose and mouth for a second to lean in and call out, Mr. Mills, Skip? You kind of have to yell over the sounds of the radio that's playing. It is good jazz that's playing, but still, it's uh, blaring exceptionally loud. You don't hear a response. All right. I'll give it a moment to make sure that he's not coming. Poor choice of words. (laughs) 
yes, I'll wait a moment to make sure that he is not responding to the call from the door before stepping inside and actually like latching the mask over my nose and mouth. I'm sure I break out sweating almost immediately with all the stuff, but I'm not taking anything off because I don't want anything of mine to touch this house that is probably coated in unmentionable fluids. I'll step inside and look around. I'll follow closely behind Rowan. You see that there are a few boxes of Kleenex that are emptied and the tissues are tossed all around. Walking in from the kitchen, you see an emaciated man wearing no clothes, covered in sweat and other body fluids. His eyes are sunken in, but yet they're still wide. He is in a state of excitement and turns and looks and his eyes kind of, they close a little bit and there's almost like a look of sadness as he turns and starts to walk toward Rory and Rowan. Mr. Mills? <sighs> is all that comes from him. And Rowan is very subtly settling into a defensive ready stance, just watching this guy and being like, I trust nothing about what's about to happen. He starts to walk forward and he, and he shambles like a little bit. His left leg is dragging a bit, almost as though he looks to be almost like zombie-like movement. And he's getting closer and he picks up both arms as though he's going to reach you. The moment that one of his hands comes anywhere near me, I'm going to use that to do as gentle of a takedown as I possibly can. Okay. He gets a little bit closer, close enough that you could touch him. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and give me a unarmed combat roll. Really? It's a 70 on the nose. Ooh. So you're going to take him down. As gently as physically possible. As you do, Rory, you see as he gets within physical contact, something comes out of his throat. It's about nine inches long and yellow and bulbous with little spikes and teeth. And it looks like it's going for Rowan. And Rowan currently has him over her hip as she's taking him down, but still being aware, but not necessarily seeing a monster or a thing come out of his throat at her. So it came out of his mouth and it's now it's making its way towards Rowan. It's still attached to him, but it's reaching for Rowan. I'm going to try to step on it. Just like step on his face. No, on the... So it's going over... It's in his mouth, coming out of his mouth, and it's still attached to his mouth. Think aliens. Okay, if there's a part that's, like, over the floor, I was going to try to, like, like, pin it to the floor to keep it from moving any further with my foot, if it's possible for me to do that. If not... Give me an unarmed combat. Ugh. I also got a 70, but my skill is 40, so... <laughs> so you go to you go to step on it, and his head moves out of the way as you're trying to stomp on him, stomp on his face. You actually do stomp on his face, and it goes back into his mouth. It just crawls and disappears. Roy, what are you doing? There was... Sorry, there was a, a this yellow uh, thing coming out of his mouth. It was gun, going for, towards you. Uh, I think shit. we need to tie him up and set him away from us so that that doesn't come and get us. I think that would be good. If not, I think we need to get the fuck out of here. Or at least secure it. Alright, find me something to bind him with. I've got him under control. And I'm like now putting my, my hand on his neck and jaw, pointing his mouth away from me. As you do that, you, you see it come out of its mouth and try to reach around to grab hold of your, your wrist. 
Sorry, I'm still wearing my gloves because I said I didn't take them yeah, off. Yeah, nobody's nobody's taken off anything. And Rory, you're not entirely sure you want to touch anything in this house, even wearing gloves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try to grab the thing as it's coming at my hand? Yes. The look on your face says that's going to be a terrible idea. It's got barbs and teeth and stuff. I'm wearing pretty thick gloves. It's going to be great. It's going to be horrible. But no, I think my instinct seeing that thing coming at me would be to try to grab at it and try to try to control it without really thinking about it. Okay, go ahead and give me a uh, another unarmed combat as it's kind of coming out. That is a sentence I... Tr- oh. Of all the times to roll an ot one, I'm not sure this is when I wanted to do that. It's not a bad thing. A zero one is good. You're able to grab hold of it. And you're holding it in your in your mitten and your gloves, and it's roughly nine inches long, and it is wiggling and squirming, and you feel pressure on the inside of your gloves as though that something is puncturing the gloves, but not yet puncturing your skin. Is it still attached to his mouth? No. I'm gonna yell, Rory, get me a container. I'm gonna go look for a box of or something. There's a Kleenex box. Well, yeah, I knew. Okay. If that's the closest thing, I will grab that. That is um, the closest thing, yes. I'd grab that then. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'll bring it over and I'll get it close to Vorn and have her see if she can put it in there and then like hold it down so until we can find something more sturdy. I'll like shove my hand in there and once I feel like it's actually in there, shuck the glove off around it. Actually, no, I'm going to shuck the glove off around it like you would with a medical glove as best as I can to like contain it inside of the glove. Twist off the top, shove that in there, run for the kitchen to find a better container. And I'll hold it down. And you're, you're on top of it. So you run into the kitchen and you pass by a room that has a decidedly feminine motif on the inside. It's a baby blue and it just seems out of place with all of the filth and decadence in the other room. And I don't mean filth is in the pornography. I mean filth is in the actual human human stuff. Something to note. And then you get into the kitchen and you see the kitchen is pretty well appointed for a uh, Midwestern Western home. What are you looking for? I'm trying to find a one of those Tupperware containers that have like the, the, the latch down sides that would be reasonably common in a Midwestern home to carry food to and from potlucks and such. Like, like. a casserole dish. Very much like, but a little bit taller because I want to be able to fit the glove into it too. So you find a crock pot that has clamps. Perfect. Grab that, come running back out, hauling the whole thing. Now, Rory, you're on top of the box. I'm, like I'm like pushing down on the tissue box. It's wiggling underneath it and it's starting to tear at the box. Rowan, better hurry. Uh, Coming. Mills has gotten up and somehow he's obtained a desk lamp and he swings a desk lamp at Rory. Can I dodge? You can dodge, but potentially if you fail to dodge, you may release the little monster. Okay, got a 50%, so... Ooh, that's a 94. Ooh, and he rolled an 8. For two points of damage only, as you get slammed with a lamp, the light goes out, obviously, and kind of toss you for a little bit. And in doing so, you release the box, and it starts to kind of move on its own as it's scurrying toward the kitchen. He looks at you, and he opens his mouth, and you can see another one inside him growing. I'm going to get up and follow the first one towards the kitchen. He's going to tackle you. If he's in between me and the kitchen, I'll back up. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if there was anything past him, I would. But if he's between us, then I will just kind of back up and brace and yell, Rowan, I'd let it go. Grab the one that's going towards the kitchen. There's another one coming. 
So you round the corner, Rowan, and you see a Kleenex box scurrying on the ground toward you. And as it gets to you, this worm-like head bursts out of the paper of the Kleenex box, and it starts to move toward you. I'm going to move toward it and try to scoop and stick the lid on as quickly as I can. Melee combat. Melee weapons. Joseph, he's coming at you. I will give you a chance to dodge because he is trying to tackle you. Yeah, that's going to be better than anything else I can do. Uh, that's a lot better. That is a 15. Okay, cool. He failed. Oh, wait, it's unarmed combat. He rolled a 40. He rolled a critical hit. Okay. I thought it was melee. Sorry. So he grabs hold of you, and he is grabbing onto you and pulling you in closer. And, like, you... And his mouth opens, and it's a smaller one. It's not nine inches long. It's maybe six. Starts to come out. It's a little bit younger. I would say if I can't, if I have tan, I'm gonna try to push him off or get free. If he's on, like, if I'm on the ground and he's on top of me, I'm gonna try to like push him and try to get loose. That's part of what's going on now with your dodge and and your roll, and it's just not happening. He's got you pinned. What did you get, Rowan, for your uh, melee weapons? 31 out of 50. All right, you are able to. You scoop up the worm into the crock pot and stick the lid on it and clamp it shut and set it aside and go out toward where I'm hearing sounds of scuffling. You you see uh, Mills on top of Rory. It's not a good sight. And it looks like he's about to go in and bite his face or give him a kiss. Don't think you want this kind of kiss, buddy. (laughs) A, he's taken. B, consent. Consent is a thing. I'm gonna do what I can to get Skip off of him. My instinct is to get behind him and like grab his arms by the elbows and just haul him back and away. All right, so this is gonna be a contested roll against Skip's unarmed combat. Rory, you can use unarmed combat as well as a contested roll here. The three of you are engaged in a, uh, a bit of a push and pull. We are in a, 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 a scrum? Yeah, scrum. You're in a scrum. Scrum, is, scrum is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> I got a 16 out of 40. Zero two. Ooh, okay. Is higher closer to the number without going over? Is yes. Better, right? Okay. Yeah. 66 out of 70. Okay, 66. Come over here. With the 66, Roan, you're able to pull him off and secure him in a position that you're familiar with from jujitsu called the safety belt or safety harness. And basically it's one arm over the top, one arm around the, the chest in, in an underhook kind of fashion. And you're controlling his head as well as his arms. He's not going anywhere you unless you want him to go someplace. Though his head is trying to turn back at you. You hear a knocking, like a knocking on the glass in the crock pot as the worm is going crazy and smashing around inside. It's not yet cracked any of the tempered glass or the pottery. Is the other one still in his mouth? It apparently went back in when, when he was pulled away from you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kind of scramble to my feet and what do we do now? I'm still, like, maintaining control on him. Be like, did you bring your pistol? Yep. I'll pull it out. Shoot the one in the crockpot. Carefully, please. Through the glass or open the glass first? Well, if you want it jumping at you, oh, you can open it up. That could be fun. Through the glass it is. And I'll take a shot. Okay. Uh, firearms, I guess. That would be firearms, yes, please. 25 out of 52. All right, excellent. So you do fire, and it does hit it, and you just see mustard yellow viscous liquid and some orange liquid pour from it as it explodes. After looking at it long enough to make sure it's not moving, I'll go back towards Rowan and Skip. Rowan, do you have any zip ties, anything we can use to maintain them? Nope. Left the restraining stuff back of the trailer. He starts to moan, and not in a groaning way like a zombie, but that there's physical touch. Okay. 
Rowan's gonna make a face at Rory over this guy's shoulder and just be like, find a belt or rope or something, please. Is maybe there's a room we can shove him into. And he's kind of nodding and smiling. <sighs> Alright, let's, I'm gonna go see if I can find a room that we can shove him in and close the door behind him and maybe secure it so that we can do a quick look around. If you could find a closet that doesn't have windows, that might work. Okay, I'll see if I can find a closet without windows. The next room over is the feminine room. And when you go inside, you see something that shudders you to the core. You see the remains of a woman lying there naked on the bed. It looks as though her clothes have been torn from her from the insides. Her stomach has been torn apart from the inside and the chest cavity is burst open. It looks as though her skin is hardened. Okay. Is there a closet in here? There is a closet in here. Okay. Uh, Rowan, I think I found one, uh, but there's there's a body in here. Just warning. There's also a hole in the ceiling, and you notice that there are handprints or claw marks that lead up the wall to the hole in the ceiling. Okay. Yeah, I'll go back and help Rowan corral him into the into this room and into the closet. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still maintaining the grip on him and just, like, frog-marching him along in front of me, ignoring all of the noises that I'm sure are very unpleasant. Mother, as he gets into the room. Does the woman look like she's of an age to be his mother? It's indeterminate at the moment. Yeah, Rory's kind of waiting till we secure this guy before he investigates any further. Yeah, so I'll look around and be like, Rory, can you find a chair? Something to prop under the handle? I'll look at the desk and probably find one there. You do find the chair, yeah. Thank you. And I'll get this guy in, like, push him at the small of his back quickly, step back, close the door, and hold it while Rory gets the chair in place. So both of you have now have an opportunity to assess the situation. Both of you give me a sanity roll. Yeah. Knew that was coming. Yep. 20 out of 57. Good. 80 out of 59. All right. Cool. So, Rowan, you do suffer one point of sanity damage. Okay. Um, at a minimum. Rory, I'd like for you to roll a 1d4 for me, please. That's a four. All right. You suffer four points of sanity damage, sanity loss. Now, you can choose to push that sanity loss onto one of your bonds. You would lose a willpower point, but then also drop your bond by a, an amount. I'll hold off for now. I'll just take the You're going to take the four? Okay. Yep. So I'm at 55. So yeah, now I'm going to assess what's going on in this room, try to get a look at this female body, because I heard him say mother, and I know that some people refer to their wives as mother, so I want to see if this, if this woman is actually of an age to be his mother, or if that's what he calls his significant other. From the pictures on the wall, you gather it is his mother mother, not okay. significant other named mother. Before we go any further, I want to, Rowan, let me look at your hand, I want to see if it punctured or any, anything. Sure. And I'll open my hand and show it to him. It did not. Okay. That's good. He hit me in the head with a lamp or something, but I'll be fine. Let's, I guess, get a quick overview and try to make sure this guy's secure and then figure out what to do next. He's pounding on the door. Of course he is. I'm going to look up at the hole and then the claw marks or hand marks or whatever it is around it and be like, you ever watch the alien movies? Once, I think. Yeah. Just kind of making me think of a chestburster. Yeah. Growing up. Had the same thought. Why is it always the two of us that find it first? Because we're the ones crazy enough to go into the houses. And a screen wipe back to the office. You fiddled with the violin. What would be the next item? Oh, uh, the river. You're looking through the yellow pads. 
the yellow legal pads, you notice that there are a bunch of like rewritten stories on it. And it says escaping Altamira. It's a couple decades of writing. And you notice that some of it is talking about a trip to the Amazon. Okay, I'm, I'm just skimming it to get an idea of the subject. I'm not reading in, in depth at all. Okay, there it's it's quite body. There's sex. There's violence. At one point, something was cut from the mouth of Albert Kopcha and tossed into an ammo box, and uh, he wanted to do something with his life, but instead, he's now off living in the wilderness because of the events in the Amazon. Rooster, we need a bookmark here. <sighs> I'm gonna look around. Are there any tissues left in the tissue box around here? No. Or have they open? There's tissues on the floor. Nope. I know better than that. What horrible thing can I find to, as a bookmark? You actually do find a bookmark. It is a munchkin bookmark. Tear this bookmark up to grant you plus one on your next attack roll. I think this is some nerd shit here. Oh yeah, it's probably some kind of con prize or something. I'll, I'll stick that in here and talking about something in the Amazon, you might want to read that and see if it rings a bell. Wait, Amazon? Amazon, like Brazil. <sighs> On the last page, you see that there is a drawing. It looks vaguely primate with a large tail and very exceptionally strong hands and arms, but no lower legs. Oh, Fuck, it's a jaguarilla. Is it a jaguarilla? The thing that I saw? Yes. That I've been calling call a jaguarilla? It. Yes, sure. I'm calling it a jaguarilla because it, it, it was from the Amazon and they told me it was a jaguar. Okay, before you say anything, one, it was moving really fast and I couldn't tell what it was. And two, I failed high school biology so I shouldn't know better. Okay, but this is the thing that had that mustardy-like looking thing you saw. That right there is the thing that ran out of the bunker, and I assume it's the thing... Well, it ran out of the bunker, and meanwhile, another guy had the yellow thing coming out of his mouth. I assume they're linked, because I really hope that there's not two different things. Okay, do I have a, do I have a cell signal? Go ahead and give me a luck roll. Sixteen. One six, you have a cell signal. Okay, I'm gonna text to Rowan and Rory, watch out for yellow things coming out of people's mouths. So you send that off. What else you guys can do? Before we look at the other things, let me see if I've got one to email back. Do I have a cell signal? Give me a roll. You're not gonna believe this. 16. Excellent, you also have a signal. I wanna email back to that mysterious email I got about the Packers and say, so it said GB224 gone quiet and something about Packers Unite. And basically I want to, in a way that Rooster would be able to, but I can't phrase it semi uh, footballese, something about, do you have a roster? I'm not going to try and phrase it because I can't. I think that's a fantastic way to put it, actually. So you send it off. Doesn't immediately come back to you, so... No, but I wanted to get that out there. 
One thing that does catch both of your eyes is one of the final pages that's there. It's not on a yellow page. It's actually a folded up piece of white paper and it's covered in blood. And it says, I'm sorry, but things were too strange. I try to write it down, but after each night dreaming in of the jungle, the words never seemed right. I tried, but there's no getting this out of the blood and onto the page. I've hit the limits of fiction. I tried, but there ain't nothing like them in history of the world. Just more terror and different flavors. I tried, underlined, underlined, underlined. But maybe it was actual journalism all along. No fiction in this fucking madness. Maybe it will help someone if they end up real. I'm sorry, I tried. Don't open the box. In capital letters and underlined. Journalism? Fiction? Terror? All... I don't know what this person's talking about, but I actually kind of feel for him, because it's pretty much what happened to me after Afghanistan. What do you think? Well, I want to read over this in more detail and see if it gives us any clue what to do about it. But you got that bottle of Purell? Yeah. Keep it handy. But remember, we're not allowed to burn anything until she gets back. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think what we need to burn is here. Well, the yellow things die from gunshots. The big ones might with enough, but I don't know for sure. So I'll hang on to the Purell. You keep that shotgun ready, too. River, are you looking over more than just the scan then now? First, I want to I want to take a quick look in the accordion file. Okay. So that looks like it's mostly maps of the Stockyard District of Chicago from 1910 to 1920. As you look through, you see that there are some changes to it, but on the maps, there's always something hand-drawn in the middle in red ink. It might take some time to kind of go through that one. You don't think that they're necessarily uh, yeah, tied I'm together? Gonna, I'm going to put that aside. It doesn't seem relevant. I'm not going to look through the portraits. I'll take a look at the box while he's looking at that one. Okay. It's a hardwood box and it has a couple clasps on it, you know, on the outside, allowing it to be opened up and you see that there's a couple hinges, but looking at the hinges, they shouldn't work. Do we think they meant this box or the one that got opened? I'm guessing the one that got opened. Okay, cool. Here, open this. It looks like something you'll be able to figure out. I'll, I'll have the Purell and the gun ready, just in case. But something tells me it's going to need someone smart to open this. So you said this looks like a puzzle box? Yes. Well, usually these things take a lot of fiddling, a lot of trial and error, a lot of time. I think we have other things we need to do. Well, how much do we want this open? No idea. Should I do it? Just because it may not be the box we shouldn't open mentioned in these notes doesn't mean it's... I mean, who knows what's in there. Ah, fine. Okay. I won't break it. I've just always wanted to do that. One of those things that you're supposed to be all fiddly and perfect and smart to figure out and just, like, break it to open it. There's this story I heard yeah, about this, yeah, this yeah, dude. Yeah, you and Alexander the Great. How'd you know? Wait, he was great? I heard about this guy named Alex in some, you know, famous puzzle that he just cut apart with a sword. He was great? Who was that? Alexander the Great. The Gordian Knot. Not what? Screen wipe back to the Mills house. Rory and Rowan are looking up at the hole in the ceiling, and the mother is lying there on the bed. 
Also, you have Mr. Mills, Skip Mills, or Skippy, as you guys have known to call him now, pounding on the door. You can hear his hands pounding high up, and then something pounding about halfway up the door. Well, he sounds like he's having fun. I, hmm, how big is this hole? It is about, I would say, three foot in diameter. Wow. Wow. How high is the ceiling in here? Eight foot tall. Hey, Rory, can you give me a boost? Uh, I can try. I'll hold up my hands. All right, go ahead and give me a strength roll, Rory. Uh, it's a 44, which I think is a success. All right, and an athletic... Uh, yes. A 44? Excellent. And, uh, Rowan, you don't need to make a... You don't need to make an athletics check, because Rory critically successed. I'll put my booted foot into into his hands and do the things that you're supposed to do to help make it easier for someone to lift you, and then be like, he's just fucking strong enough to get me up there. I am, I'm not worried. Remember, you yeet for distance and Kobe for finesse... And you've been yeeted up. You land inside the attic. Like he almost throws you a little bit too hard as the ceiling is canted down and you nearly brain yourself on a roofing nail. Okay. Duck my head down like, ooh, that was close. It's dark up here. Perfect. It's hot. It's steamy. It's muggy. No longer perfect. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this this isn't even Arizona. This is like Florida. Everything okay up there? Well, it's dark, so I'm going to uh, step a little ways away from the, the hole so I'm not getting blinded by the light down there and take my glasses off to look around. In your moving around, because you do have one exposed hand, you do touch the wood just because you kind of have to. It's not a bad thing. But you do notice that the wood itself is wet, almost as though the house is sweating on the inside. Well, and that and that makes sense because it's so cold outside and so hot inside that it there's fuck tons of condensation. That makes sense. There are a bunch of boxes up here. Um, This is a storage attic where families would shove boxes and totes of personal items and mementos into this area. Ahead of you, you see that there are what looks like two humans standing facing outside, facing a vent. I'm going to take a moment at this point to open my coat and grab my gun because I don't want to be unarmed at this point and move forward and call out, can you hear me? There's no response. They stay perfectly still. Like mannequin still? Yes. Or perfect, cool. Boy, this is just all sorts of shades of big sky. I say out loud. (laughs) Fungus or something else? Mannequins, except in an attic, not a basement. Ah, well, uh, you look around up there. I'm gonna take a closer look at the, his mother. Okay, and if I need something, I'll start screaming. All right. Her skin is hardened almost to a eggshell type of consistency. You do notice that there are claw marks on the outside of her face, like the outside of her cheeks and her mouth. Are you going to do a very a thorough over, like once over, almost like an autopsy? I'm probably not going to cut into it if I don't have like anything really to cut. You don't need to. Everything is pretty much exposed from the from the sternum out. Okay, in that case, I probably will do um, that. So I don't know if you want me to do medicine or uh, biology. No need. Because of your job, because of what you do, you don't need to roll for this. You could see that it looks as though there are wounds in her throat going in. And then you could actually follow it to the esophagus because you can actually see the opening of the esophagus because there is no more stomach. 
and you can see that there are slice marks and little needle marks in the esophagus itself. The rest of the internal organs are gone. Wow. Her insides, the blood and the tissue, are tinted a yellowish orange. So it looks like it went in her mouth and out her stomach? Is that what I'm gathering? Yes. You actually think it went into her mouth, incubated in her body, and then exploded out. Got it. Rowan, you get up to the mannequins, and you see that there is a grate, like a, a vent that leads outside. And there's, there is some cold air kind of trying to push in, but the heat is just so strong, it stops it right out. So you have a vent and you have the two mannequins. I'm going to scan around. What I'm looking for, because that hole is, I mean, pretty good sized. I want to see if there's anything like that up here in the attic or some other way of seeing where the thing went. The vent looks about that size. Okay. Uh, is there a window near that vent? I don't remember. I'm sorry. No. Okay, so moving carefully, I'm actually going to like see if I can find a broomstick or anything like that up here. Okay, you find you find a small broom. And I'll use that to like push the grate open from a little ways away so I'm not like face first into this thing. It creaks open and you just, the howling of the wind outside. And you kind of peer out and you see Bonner's Ferry. So is this side of the house facing toward the rest of the town? Is it facing out toward the river? Is it facing... What What am I looking out at? You're looking at downtown Bonner's Ferry. Oh, shit. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, The Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3 is based on the scenario Lover in the Ice by Caleb Stokes. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Agent Josephine, Kit Thompson, Ben Warner, Danny, and... THE entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week. Because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue. Creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.